1: And welcome to the May 7th, 2019 edition of our Homeschooling Help. And I am joined by my good friend and colleague across the country, Nancy Wilk.
0: Good morning, Andrea,
1: how are you doing? I'm doing well. And uh, for those who were with us last time, we ended up with some technical difficulties. Um, Some were self-imposed user error, some were I just don't know what. So I'm praying that we don't have that situation. But, Nancy, just explain to the viewers about your train.
0: Yeah, well, um, if you've watched the show before, you probably know that we are right beside a railroad tr- a railroad track and we get lots of trains. And unfortunately, last week there was a um, train accident. So consequently, there's um, there was no traffic for a little while, but the traffic is picked up on the train and um, they are very heavy on the horn. So uh, they have been a lot of trains this morning, a lot of heavy trains um, on the horn. So if I raise my thumb, Andrea, that means there's a train coming. I can hear the, um, hear the bells. So you just mute me so that you guys don't have to listen to this obnoxious train one.
1: Right. And then she'll put her thumb up again. And hopefully um, it won't be in the middle of a tremendously important point that she's trying to make, but, this is live broadcasting, and uh, so we just all have to deal with it. But today we are talking about volunteering. and
0: Okay. Well, I cannot see Andrea, so I don't know if she's talking or not, but she'll be back in just a minute. Okay, so this is what happens. I don't
1: know why I'm being knocked off, but if I see myself go, I'll fix it. Anyway, <laughs> so we're talking about volunteering and why volunteering is important. and. It's important for a number of reasons. Number one, um, people need to make good use of their time all around. And Mm -hmm. sometimes people will, especially in a homeschool setting, they'll be dealing with family issues, things they have to do around the house, family responsibilities. And of course, there'll be the academics, there'll be church, there might be extracurricular activities, there will be interactions with families. But if we don't start teaching our children from a very young age that there are matters, people, uh, concerns, real needs that exist in various places, and we don't encourage them to participate as a volunteer. And you might say, well, how is a five-year-old going to volunteer? Well, we can get into that. There's plenty of ways that a five-year-old can volunteer and Mm -hmm. as they get older. The point being is that we can tithe our time as well as tithing our money. And mm-hmm. um, by looking at it from that point of view, it should be something that you say, okay, what are we doing as a family in a volunteer capacity that serves people who more often than not will never be able to pay us back?
0: Mm-hmm. You just said tithing or time. That's something that a lot of people might not have ever considered before. Uh, it's easy to think about tithing our money but tithing our time how do you how do you do that you know how much time might you choose to tithe
1: well i guess i'm using that that? term loosely in as much as the bible doesn't say you must tithe your time but especially for those who do not have an increase your eighth your your Mm eight-year-old doesn't have an increase um Mm -hmm. if you are uh you know in a situation where you're not bringing in an income, it's not like you don't have things to offer to the Lord. And so I like to talk about it in terms of tithing our time because the tithe is God's tax and Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. a representation that everything belongs to God and that's tithe is that tax. And so if we look at it from that point of view, we're teaching our children and maybe having to teach ourselves how to partition our time so that it's not just about getting by. So it's not just about building up our bank account. You know, we're supposed to seek the kingdom of God and then he gives us everything else. Well, part of that is saying how much of my week, how much of, and a week is a good way to look at it or, you know, a day. But I think a week because you could select a day that you're going to do something that it becomes an opportunity to give where you don't expect to get back.
0: Right, right, okay, I see that, very you know? good. Mm-hmm. So well. for example, for example um,
1: what can children do that um, they're uniquely qualified for? Well, they're uniquely qualified usually to make people smile, they're, mm-hmm. um, they're fun to be around. And so uh, over the years, not only did I bring my own children, but when I was running our homeschool choir, part of our volunteer would be showing up at places, whether they were retirement homes or convalescent hospitals. Um, Occasionally, we would go to the Ronald McDonald House at the local hospital and basically minister to people whose children were, you know, in the throes of cancer treatment. And invariably, when you do something like this, where you have no expectation and it's really understandable that these people aren't going to be able to give back you get to see the benefit in giving And so mm-hmm. it's just as much as your um, your imagination will allow you to do you know what's existing in your area whether it's um, a group of veterans, a group of seniors, if it's uh, somebody let's say who um, can't take care of their property anymore and they're elderly going mm-hmm. in and saying look, I would like to volunteer and help you. And a lot of people at first are going to be maybe suspicious. Why would you do that? Right. And then it's an opportunity to share the gospel while Mm -hmm. you're doing it.
0: Mm -hmm. I see. Very good. So, yeah, there are things that little kids, little, little kids can do. And then, um, of course, as our children grow, those opportunities might be a little more um, complex and a little bit more independent moving towards the type of things they are particularly um, interested in learning how to do. Exactly.
1: And let me just go back to, um, you say, independently. Well, as families, it's great for families to pursue a day of the week, a couple of days a month, depending on how they do it, where they all go and do things. So Mm -hmm. I use the example of going to the Ronald McDonald House. Well, past the time that I was running the choir, there were times, that my daughter, who has a beautiful singing voice, and and we had the little traveling, for lack of a better word, karaoke thing. And so where we would go is we'd go to the Ronald McDonald house. We would put in advance we would like, and we'd be there at dinner. My husband set up the machine. I was the one who introduced things. So as we all took what we were good at, nobody was going to want to hear us sing. But uh, at Christmas, we handed out booklets, and they sang Christmas carols with us. You can bring meals to people and then spend time with them. It isn't so much how glorious it sounds. It's whether or not you're giving of your time when it's obvious to the recipient that you could be doing something else. And that's Mm -hmm. a witness even in and of itself.
0: Right. Right. It sure is. There's, there's so much that can be done so much. Like my, one of the things that my husband does when he just walks up to the, he might walk up to the post office, and he'll always carry a trash bag with him, and pick up trash along the way. It's volunteer; nobody even knows it, you know. Until now, I've just told everybody that he does it, but um, it's something that he does just as a volunteer thing because it needs to be done, you know. The scripture tells us. Well, uh, let's back up. You you first started saying. To seek first the kingdom of God that scripture says and his righteousness that means doing the right thing whether somebody is the direct and conscious recipient of it or not God knows if we're doing the right thing with our time before him um, and and too often sort of the default is if there's nothing really structured that we just default to entertaining ourselves so this is a way that we can really be mind, mindful of our stewardship obligations, whether somebody else is a direct recipient or not, it still recognizes that God has given us the time and that we need to be using it appropriately for his honor and glory purpose. Great. And I wouldn't
1: be so sure nobody notices. Um, You know, we don't always know who's watching us, right? But once he's established it and it's something that he does, What's to say that you couldn't get families in the area to say, how about we spend Saturday, this coming Saturday, and just picking up trash? You know, we have a society that's saying, well, don't we pay our taxes for that? Well, first of all, you might pay your taxes for that. It doesn't always get done. It doesn't always get done well, right? right. And so it, um, I think I mentioned last week about a young boy somewhere that, you know, starting to filling up potholes in his area. And we talked a little bit how he was, Nobody told him to do it and he was providing a service. So having people be service oriented, then it's a lot less likely that people will be bored if families challenge themselves and their children to do something useful, find something productive to do. And it's usually all you have to do is look at your neighborhood and find out, well, obviously, Uh, you know, the trash gets picked up regularly. What if you went around and, you know, said, can I help you take your trash cans out or I'll take your trash cans back in. You're meeting your neighbors. You're doing a lot of things and it's being salt and light. And you know what? We
0: all got to take these bushels off our heads. We have the light of Christ. Let's not be afraid to show it. Yes, yes, yes. These are very practical matters. And a lot of times we fall short of. Um, representing the Lord well, because there's oftentimes the the idea that our Christianity is just theoretical or something that's going to happen after apply after we die, and it's really not. It's very very hands on, involved in real things. Exactly.
1: So there's other things to think about. All right. Let's say you have a young person now, a little bit older than someone who needs direct supervision all the time. And that young person thinks, you know, I might want to become a vet. Well, a good thing to do is find volunteer opportunities working with animals. You know, Mm -hmm. you could think I'd like to be a vet and you go work at a shelter and you can't stand the smell. Maybe that's not going to be what you do, but you won't know until you try. Maybe you think that you want to go into agriculture. And so you help somebody, you know, know, can can I help you with your garden? Can I help you do whatever? And then you find out, I love this. This is something I could do. So volunteering not only gives you the opportunity to help where there's a need, but it also gives you some experience that says, is this something I would like to do?
0: Mm -hmm. That reminds me of a really cute story. My granddaughter wanted to um, help. At had a um, horse, uh, there's a, a, a lady in town who has a thoroughbred racehorse retirement and rescue um, program. And my granddaughter wanted to volunteer. So um, she started doing that. And then there was an essay contest. Well, River wrote about, you know, how important it was to, if you think you want a horse, to go to a barn first. Because you might not know how bad it smells. Well, our friend had been in the horse industry and cleaning barns for 40 years, and it had long past her mind uh, had forgotten how barns might smell to the up upon first entry. So how noticeable those things are when you're not accustomed to them. Um, another, uh, another little story I, I, I have to share, this is, this is really exciting for us. We had some um, young ladies, um, college age girls that were visiting our town from Lynchburg. We were in Appomattox, and they were in town for the day, and they stopped in and saw our courtyard and saw our garden and our, our um, little um, signature wall and engaged us in conversation. And as I began to tell them the story of what we were doing here, this, this one young girl, was particularly interested and she's a communication major and what she noticed just by stopping and asking her question just saying hey you know um was how enthusiastic I got about telling her story. Well that intrigued her and she said hey if you ever need help I want to help you tell that story. So um so you know, I, I believed her and um, followed up. And sure enough, she's going to be a, a volunteer intern here for a few hours a week during the summer. And as a communications journalism, I don't know exactly what her um, major is, but but she's, she's going to help me get our story written down. And that is something that we need. It's something that it's going to Help her um, practice in this um, in this vein. So she is volunteering to do something that she's really good at that we really need. And right. uh, who knows how that's going to, um, to turn right. out? You know, we have um, we have event planning opportunities and things like that. So she comes and contributes what she can. Then we'll see. You know how we work together. How you know, um, how that, how that works. And yeah, we'd love to keep. Exactly. So there's another
1: benefit from being volunteer oriented. First of all, this young lady had to have enough gumption to say, Hey, if, so she was presenting herself, right? Well, if we train our children to be willing to ask the question, I mean, the worst that can ever happen is somebody says, no, you can't volunteer here. And, and then you're no the worse for where. But let's say she doesn't continue with you. She's building a reference, she's building a resume, she's getting a skill set. and you may have a someone that you mentor in the future who takes what she's done and does it where she is from originally mm-hmm. or ends up being a partner in in whatever it is you do. So sure. there as like so many things, when you're doing something valuable, it has a lot of benefits and rewards. It's not the reason you should do it, but it's a blessing. Kind of like if you say marriage isn't to make you happy. That's not why people get married so they can be happy. But one of the byproducts of marriage is happiness. So it's important to realize what the, the purpose of an activity is. And then especially starting from a young age, letting people know you have the ability to contribute and Too many people have thought that their life is school and being entertained.
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right. Or the idea that, well, there, there would probably be a lot of young people who would think, well, I'm still in school. I can't do anything yet. I have to wait till I'm professional or graduated or, you know, that kind of stuff. And it doesn't give them opportunity. That mindset doesn't give them opportunity to practice and develop these skills like you're talking about. Right. I'm thinking of
1: a time with my youngest. Um, I mean, our family has always been in some aspect of pro-life being against the killing of unborn children. And how do you let someone who's younger participate? Well, you can show up at a pro-life demonstration. You can be outside an abortion clinic. Um, Those always didn't fit. Those particular things didn't always fit in. Although sometimes they did. But every week when we were back and forth to golf practice, we had to pass the local pregnancy resource center. And so I brought her in and I said, is there something she could do? Well, guess what? When people donated clothes or returned clothes that had been donated, they said, we really need these washed. So this was a perfect thing to do. So we would take the clothes, we were on our way, we were passing she would wash the clothes, she would dry the clothes, she would fold them. And then the next time we were going there, we would drop them off and she'd pick up a next bunch. Mm -hmm. Well, she got pretty good at doing laundry. (laughs) She had already been doing her own laundry, but this was something different. She was doing this and she was reminded of, she was providing a service.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And I think those are the kinds of opportunities. Figure out how your life is worked out, where you pass by, what's something you actually can do, and then incorporated it. And this became an incorporation. Now, it changed when that center moved to a different part of town, and we couldn't do it that way. So we found other opportunities for her to be able to do things. And so, as I said, she would go sometimes and sing and entertain people, whether it was at fire stations or retirement homes. And you know what? These people were so delighted. And all it was is we've got the opportunity
0: and let's just fit it into our lives. And that's what we did. Right. Right. Well, I know that sometimes there's uh, the people might be afraid that the employer or the, um, the facility, um, might would say no, you know, and, and there might be reasons to say no, but I don't think that most people are going to do that. If you have demonstrated yourself, in any, any capacity as um, trustworthy and responsible and, you know, like they're going to say yes um, to, to, to well-behaved children that are doing what they're supposed to be doing, especially when mom and dad are there to help, you know, help do that. But there might be legitimately some times when people have to think about liability or an unattended um, unaccompanied child. But, you know, I remember, um, like a food bank, there was, um, there's always opportunity to volunteer at the food bank and sometimes homeschool groups would do it together. So if you don't have a, you've been talking about doing it as families, there's also homeschool groups, church groups and and things like that. We'll do that together. And, um, You know, when people donate to the food bank, sometimes it just comes in a a big bunch. So you need to sort through and um, put all the tomatoes on the tomato shelf, you know. Right. Right. So it's a mindset.
1: And um, like last week, we said, you know, starting a business, find a need and fill it. That's it. They're actually two sides of the same coin. Um, Sometimes the idea you have isn't necessarily going to monetize into a business going visiting people at a retirement home isn't necessarily going to turn into a business however as a volunteer you might decide that you have a true love for geriatric patients and geriatrics is something that you might decide well you know maybe i'll go into nursing or medicine and make that my my area of emphasis all of this is gaining experience to help you hear god's call if we're going to say God doesn't care about what I do with my life, then we've missed the point of scripture because there's nothing God doesn't care about. Right. Mm-hmm. So use these as opportunities to be able to hear them a little bit better and decide, Oh, okay. I've got an interest in this. I have opportunity and I actually have capability. So, you know, we can eat, we can do one of um, four things. We can donate our money. We can donate our time. We can donate our efforts, but then we can also donate what skills we have. And Mm -hmm. as you start putting all those together, then you see more realistically, oh, I was made for a purpose, a specific purpose that God has for me.
0: Right. There's there's a young man who actually comes here uh, to clean. And technically, he's a volunteer to us but he's part of a, um, something called workforce development, but he comes and cleans. And this gentleman, uh, his name is Campbell, and um, he works for us every, we say he works for us. He actually, like I said, is a volunteer, but he comes and he cleans. And this gentleman is on the um, autism spectrum and so has a disability, And but, you know, the, the guy, he cleans, you know? And we had, um, I remember when he first started, we were set up more as a market. And he would make sure all the Coke bottles, all the labels were going the same direction. You know, he'd take them off and, and um, dust and put everything back in the right little order. So so even folks that have are limited in their ability they can do something very, very well, sure. you know? Um, so we, we enjoy having him. And um, so even, even dis- children or young people and adults with disabilities, okay. they, they can still do things. So let's go on the flip side. If you have a business,
1: if you have a need that you could have filled by someone, you just pay to do it. Why not seek out opportunities to give young people in your church, in your community, an opportunity to do the job, maybe as a volunteer and saying, you know, I I need some help. Would you come and help me? And in the process, you're in a position to teach them how to do something. And, you know, I used to do that with um, they weren't exactly volunteers. But when you thought of how much I was paying them and how (laughs) I could have gotten the job done a whole lot cheaper if I just hired someone. I'd have to go back and say, yeah. I'd have to go back and say, yeah, I would have to go back and say, you know, you did you missed that part there in, in the backyard. I, you were supposed to mow the entire lawn. So we're, we're setting up sort of um, ad hoc mentoring situations as well. And that's how people develop community. Um, we're supposed to have community within the church, community within our um, you know, neighborhoods, community with, with the groups and associations we're part of. And I think not only is that an opportunity for people to get to know each other better, but it's an opportunity to be a force for Christ, not only with what we say, but with what we do and how we do it excellently, just because you're going to be a volunteer doesn't mean it has to be a slipshod job. And it doesn't matter what you do. As a matter of fact, being all the more conscious of conscious of doing an excellent job is really important.
0: Right. Absolutely. How many times so, dis- so disappointing is it that somebody says, oh, I can help you with that. And then what they really mean is, well, how much are you going to pay me? Or they don't show up, you know, right. or come after the job is almost done. So we really do need to do everything that we, whatever we put our hand to, paid right. or not, needs to be done to the glory of God in the best of our ability. should be done with excellence. So this right. is, a, is a great way to, to teach the kids to do that and practice it ourselves.
1: Right. Whether you're getting paid for something, whether you're purchasing a service or some sort of thing that you need, we're supposed to do everything to the glory of God, which means I purchase things to the glory of God. I provide services to the glory of God. I interact with people who need help to the glory of God. And that's mm-hmm. a force that is very unstoppable if people are kingdom minded and kingdom oriented then quite frankly the the um encouragement that the gates of hell won't prevail against the church of jesus christ they won't because there's nothing in the whole universe that competes with the purpose and the high calling of serving the
0: kingdom of god right Right. I really think it's very easy just to open your eyes and look around and see that there's always something that needs to be done. Even the littlest, um, you know, can after church pick up the the scraps of paper that need to be put in the trash, put the um, put the Bibles and the hymnals in proper order, pick up pencils that need to be sharpened. There's there's and and. There's always something to be done. I know, even in public restaurants, I have this. I just, I just wipe the counters when I'm in there. <laughs> um, you know, it's like they. You need it. It needs to be done. It's an easy thing to do, just to be mindful to. Right. To, um, just do the right thing as we go. That's it. No,
1: oh yeah, and I, I think it becomes easier and easier if you're looking out to do it and. Mm-hmm. I can say for myself, it's not that I don't ever waste time. Um, I waste less time than I used to waste. Mm -hmm. But as soon as you go into entertainment mode, or I'm just going to sort of go blank in my head, you know, I make a habit of looking around and saying, okay, what needs to be done in my own household? Okay, let's take care of that. And that's where, especially in families, that parents can encourage their children how to, look around and see what's needed. And then as a result of that, they're building up this volunteer mindset because they shouldn't have to be paid to clean their room. They shouldn't have to be paid to clean up the dishes, right? Mm -hmm. These are things that are part of being in a community, a family. And so Mm -hmm. all these things work together to have the process of becoming a mature adult who's kingdom minded starts when they're young.
0: Right. And you'd be surprised. I mean, sometimes people think, "Oh, they're little, they're kids, they don't know what can they do?" But if you develop that mindset, I've actually I've actually had my grandkids fight over who gets to put the silverware away. From, you know, so they want to work. They really do. They want to work. They have energy and it just needs to be um, properly uh, directed and encouraged. So you you would be surprised. I think people would be surprised what kids can actually yeah. do when they're given the, the, the proper direction and motivation and purpose for doing it. Yeah. And just
1: to kind of close this out, and we somehow managed to escape too many technical difficulties or a train coming oh, by. Okay. Mm,
0: yeah.
1: How about that? Um, we're made to work. Work is not A curse. Work was cursed as a result of the fall. But the commandment of that most people think of the Sabbath commandment is a work commandment. Six days shalt thou work, and then the seventh you rest. And Mm -hmm. so the things we've talked about today and last week in terms of whether you make money on it or you don't make money or you think you'll make money and it didn't turn into a good business or whatever it is. It's all about work, godly work, and we should celebrate work. It's not like, oh, thank God it's Friday and I don't have to work. You know, thank God for today that I get an opportunity to serve the kingdom. And then on that day of rest, thank God for the rest.
0: Yes. Amen. Amen. Okay. Well, I think we're getting to the end of our time, like you said, but it's always a pleasure. And um, is that it? Do you have any other closing thoughts before we sign off for today?
1: No, God answered my prayer of no chains coming in because I was afraid that if I muted you, I might evaporate like has happened on occasion. So I'm glad that didn't happen. I'm glad I didn't evaporate. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you.
0: Very good. Thank you. Thank you for joining Andrea Schwartz and the Kingdom Driven Family Podcast. Holding up the family and self-government as a true and lasting means of transforming society. Please visit the Kingdom Driven Family dot com and Reconstructionistradio.com.